Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. The following program is a production of Janesville Community Radio, Inc. You are tuned in to the worldwide headquarters of the most unlikely and extraordinary programs ever broadcast from Janesville, Wisconsin. Due to contractual terms and to impart immunity to our corporate partners, volunteers, and friends from any notions of liability, responsibility, or culpability, please note sentiments and opinions expressed may not necessarily be those of Janesville Community Radio, Inc., program hosts, underwriters, or their collaborators. Wisconsin Sports Report with the Herb 103.5 FM. Live from Studio 54 and a half in downtown Jeansville. Here's your host, The Herve. And welcome to the Wisconsin Sports Report. We are broadcasting from beautiful downtown Janesville at 321 East Milwaukee Street. We are at the mother station, as I like to call it. Uh, I am joined uh, by our normal uh, partners in crime, minus one. We don't have Bob tonight. Uh, we don't have downtown daddy, but we do have uh, my f- future uh, color commentator, uh, Joe. Joe, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Today was a great day for us. Glad to have you here. Uh, we are with my producer and my brother, Paul, and we are also uh, in uh, uh, um, live in Ohio with my other co-host, Irish Brad. Irish Brad, how you doing, bud? Doing great. Dave, how you doing? How you doing, Joe? You got an update on the Masters right now? Uh, yeah, Spieth's in the lead right now. He's minus 16. I think Phil's in second at 11 under. Uh, Spieth has a par putt on 18 right now. Or no, he actually just made the par putt. He finished at 70. I thought uh, Justin Rose was actually tied. Yeah, uh, uh, Justin Rose is actually, he's at, wait, I'm sorry, he's at 12 under. Mickelson's 11, Spieth's at 16. Ooh. Oh yeah, there we go. It's gonna make for the round tomorrow. Yeah, there's about what eight or nine guys within seven or eight strokes of the lead, so it could get interesting tomorrow. Yeah, well, it'll be a close one, and you know, I was like I was telling Dave earlier, maybe or even Paul, maybe tomorrow, maybe Tiger needs to come out with maybe a, a green shirt on instead of the red shirt. Maybe he might actually do something. <laughs> Try and change up his luck a little. Yeah, you know, he's got to change up his luck. That red shirt hasn't done any good for him lately. No, he's he's within striking distance. I mean, if if somebody ahead of him has a collapse, he has a, one of those sixty fives or something tomorrow. Yeah, he is. He's uh, what tied for uh, seventh right now. Yeah, last I saw, he was at seventh. So he's. Yeah. I, I think he's at uh, seven under also. So he's he's within nine yeah. strokes of the lead. There you go. And we know if he turns it on, he's 
he can easily play this course. Yep, yep, he can he can score low here, especially on a Sunday. Well, we're looking at it. Maybe what two more holes for uh, Jordan to actually pull ahead? Uh, depending, I mean, he could actually get another birdie, possibly even two out of these next two holes. Yeah, actually, Jordan just finished up at sixteen under. Okay. All right, I'm so looking he, at the. He shot, uh, yeah, he shot seventy today and two under today. Okay, I tell you what, though, he had an impressive first round. Oh yeah, the first and second round, he would shoot sixty four two days in a row. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's last, I mean, for as young as he is. Yeah, and the last guy to do that was Greg Norman before his epic collapse in, what was that, 94, I think. Irish Brad, we were just talking about that earlier, uh, um, about his epic collapse uh, that he had in 94. That was uh, that was awful to watch because I was actually pulling for him. Yeah, I've always been a Greg Norman fan. I mean, who, who, who really roots against the great white shark? He was the guy that went out there and, Yep, he always he always hit the driver. He, ne- he never pulled a three wood out and laid up on a hole. There you go. So we were talking earlier today, Irish Brad, and maybe you could uh, help us with this. Um, uh, we were uh, having some lunch at a fine little uh, uh, bar in town here called Charlie's Pub, and the Masters was on all the TVs. And while we were eating our Charlie burgers and steak fries, we were uh, talking about the Masters and what does it take to make the cut, how do you qualify for the Masters? What has to happen for you to get a chance? We, we did hear about the invite part of it as, as part of the process, but what what do you have to do to make it to the Masters? Basically, the, um, to make the Masters, I believe, is um, number one, if you're a pre- previous winner, you, you can play till the day you die, which is why they have the um, Gary Player, Nicholas, and Arnold Palmer honorary starters every year. Um, this year, Ben Crenshaw played his last tournament this year. I think he played 52 tournaments or something. Um, and then if you win a tournament during the year, you're eligible. Or um, I believe the U.S. amateur champion, the PGA Public Links champion, there's like about four or five amateurs that qualify. The NCAA champion qualifies. And it's a big deal for the amateurs because they get to stay in the clubhouse during the tournament. And so there's a chance for a Cinderella. There is a chance. But you know, it's it's a long shot chance. But you know, it's the same thing as the the U.S. Open, where basically if you have a two handicap or better, you can qualify for the U.S. Open, like Tin Cup did in the movie. It, it doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while, you have an amateur that competes until up until the end. Now, is it this uh, Jordan's first time at the Masters? No, I believe last year was he finished. He finished last tied year? for second last year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bubba, that was Rory. Yeah, that won last year. Uh, Bubba won last year. Oh, Bubba Watson, that's right. Yeah, Rory's never won it. That's his last major to win. Ah, okay, okay. Nice. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, uh, it's it's exciting. I must admit myself, um, I am not a big golf fan, but I, like my brother, um, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, and usually it's a Sunday afternoon once a year, that does finish up tomorrow, correct? Yeah. That's that's when I start really watching. I just, I always remember it's, it's the one time I don't mind if it's interrupting 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Masters is one of those events. It's kind of like for me, I'm, I'm not a big NASCAR fan, but I'll always watch the Daytona 500 or, you know, things like that. There, you know, if, if my teams are out of the playoffs, which they usually are in the NFL, I'm still going to watch the, the Super Bowl every year. And think, you know, it's those type of things. Yeah. It's one of them things where, 
you know, I'm not a NASCAR fan either, but if there's, you know, 20 laps to go and it's a Daytona 500 and I'm by the TV, I'll I'll tune in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. First yeah, first go, 10 go. laps and the last 10 laps. Exactly. And then and a, and about 12-pack in between. There you go. Well, Irish Brad, we, we kind of uh, had a tough week around here. Uh, for uh, being uh, Wisconsin fans, I I I didn't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I heard that what, there was a big game last Monday, wasn't this past Monday night? I I heard there was a big hoops game. Yeah, it, it, it turned out real. Yeah, it did turn out real well for the home team. Yeah, it was the Milwaukee Bucks loss last Monday night and just devastated us. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you that, know that was. When- yeah, that was Wednesday night when I texted you guys when the Cavs beat up on the Bucks, beat them by six points, I think. Yes, yes, it was. The one thing that we're pretty excited about, um, and I can guess I can start with a little bit of Milwaukee Bucks news, is uh, we are like uh, in the final process. Um, the big news around here, Irish Brad, of uh, um, getting the approval for a stadium that is uh, reportedly going to cost $1 billion. So the Milwaukee Bucks will be here to stay, and we're pretty excited about that. Well, yeah, it's nice to have a long-term guarantee that they're going to be there. Well, yeah, I mean, now, in Cleveland, like, the Browns announced that they got a long-term deal, or, you know, or, or the Indians, is that, does that create sadness? Because they never well, win anything. For for some reason, I still want those teams to stay there and compete. Some someday, someday, it's going to happen. No, I mean, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but it it's. Yeah, I mean, we had a team lose, which there's you know people joke around about that all the time, but it's it, it's a whole different story when a team of yours actually left town and you had to fight tooth and nail to get them back. Irish Brad, uh, um, has TMZ been outside your house at all recently? No, not that I know of. Well, I mean, I, I'm hearing from my brother that you're a big celebrity now with your own uh, with your own page. You're 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 a big superstar. You're you're a Browns fan, so you're a big Brown star. Isn't it big time? Isn't he big time now? You're big time. You're a big time Brown star now. Well, I'm planning on going full prima donna mode here in the near future. So we'll we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how the likes go. I think I'm all the way up to the to the well over the Baker's dozen mark on likes on that page. There we go. <laughs> You know, we're we're downtown uh, beautiful Janesville and the sun's out and I'm noticing these people walking down the street and the and the shadow that gets cast on the building across the street makes them look like they all weigh 500 pounds. It's kind of interesting. You're seeing this skinny girl uh, walking downtown yet her shadow looks like she's 500, 500. pound monster. I love it. Let's just <laughs> see how the sun is today. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just making an observation. We like doing that in between our sports commentary. All right, so... It looks like uh, the Masters are still uh, about what, – what's that kid? How big a shot lead does that kid still have? Right now. It's he, he's, looking, got uh, a, he, he's got a four-stroke lead yeah, right now. Four. Okay, well, four shots, uh, that's that's not a lot. Wasn't he up seven? Yeah, he was up seven coming into the day. And, and really, I mean, that's yeah, that's a double bogey on the first hole in the whole whole new ball so, game. So. so what is it? Just maybe nerves getting to him a little bit. Well, they had the pins in some tough spots today, and the, the course wasn't quite as soft. It's been raining there, so they haven't been able to attack the pins as much today. Okay, well, 
Getting back to the Badgers, uh, we were pretty excited around here on Monday. I mean, we had opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers, the same day uh, at Miller Park, the same day the Badgers are going to be playing that night. And uh, Wisconsin fans crapped out. The Brewers lost 10 to nothing. Um, uh, Kyle Loesch was an absolute disaster. And I'm going to tell anyone listening to this show, you need to know that he is the next Jeff Supon. Uh, not the not the Jeff Supon that won the World Series, the Jeff Supon that Milwaukee paid forty four million dollars for um, the year after with that, and then we got to have his blistering eighty six mile an hour fastball. That's who we got in Kyle Loesch. Kyle Loesch can get all the tattoos that he wants up and down his arms that throw that show baseballs with flames behind it and everything else. The guy's throwing pus balls up there that are in the mid eighties, and these major league players, especially when he gets down a couple balls, no strikes, they're sitting dead red and they're just creaming him. I think he's going to be a disaster and I want this on record that that's my opinion and we'll see at the end of the year, but I just think that this guy is going to be an absolute walking, talking disaster for the Milwaukee Brewers this year and I just, I wasn't happy to see that he was the opening day starter to begin with and then to see that performance it just made me puke in my mouth. I mean, uh, now I know, Irish Brad, that you went to opening day. You went to the Cleveland Indians opening day there. Did they win, or what did the Tribe do, and how was your experience at the ballpark? Well, the Tribe lost yesterday. They just couldn't score enough runs to keep up with the Tigers. The Tigers scored a bunch of runs yesterday. But um, opening day was awesome. It's, it's a great time downtown. It, it, it's a holiday Cleveland. You can't move around. I'm sure it's probably similar in Milwaukee, the you know, all the bars around the stadium or standing room only. It's a great time. That's good. That's good. Who is your play-by-play announcer for the Cleveland Indians? Um, on the radio, it's Tom Hamilton and a guy named Jim Rosenhouse. Tom Hamilton's a legend around here. His home run calls are one of those things. You know, it's, it's, he does a swing and a drive way back, and it, you know everybody says it. It's you know exactly who it is. Rosenhouse is the um, he's the color guy, and he doesn't add much color. So, but he Hamilton more than makes up for it. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, in today's day, um, it, it, I'll tell you what. It just with social media out there and everything, the Brewers are on uh, four um, going into tonight, and people are already thinking the season's over. I don't believe that at all. I just think no. that we gotta put some runs together and give give our pitching staff. I think uh, Peralta actually pitched a pretty good game. It just it just wasn't meant to be. And I'll tell you what, uh, K-Rod is an abs. That's another one. Uh, oh. we, we tied the game four to four late in the ninth inning. And then we go to extra innings. And the first thing he does is give up a, um, a Jack to the, uh, they call him the baby bull. Um, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Um, he was a catcher, but now for the, um, uh, I think it's, he's a catcher for the, uh, Colorado Rockies, but uh, they found out that he's not his catching skills aren't that good, and he is a designated hitter for him. They call him the Baby Bull. Well, anyways, you know, uh, K. Rod got down. I would say I think it was a three-one on him, and he threw a fatty right over the middle of the plate, and he crushed it. Oh. That was the end for the Brewers. I just think there's two pitchers right there that we need to quit. But I'm just a fan. There's a reason why I do radio, and there's probably a reason why they. Uh, search for talent, but you can't tell me that we can't find an opening day pitcher that can't throw better than 88 miles an hour. That Kyle Loesch, I, I couldn't stand him last year, and this year, 
I don't know. I guess just that opening day, I think he gave up seven earned runs, like in the first like five innings. Five innings. Absolutely terrible. And I think you hit it right on the head. I think Willie's actually been the best pitcher so far out of all the games, uh, the first four games. Uh, just not as many hits as, you know, K-Rod coming out. So after that little mini hangover that we had in the afternoon with the Brewers getting beat 10 nothing, we got our hopes up for the Wisconsin Badgers. And it's it's one thing when you play five players, but when you play eight, you know, eight on five, that's tough. And, you know, you might call it sour grapes, but there are some significant blunders, if you want to call it blunders, made by the refs in that game. I mean, everything from the ball that was – you could see the trajectory uh, out that ball that it was, was off Hamilton's fingertips. You could see uh, the baseline, the foot that was out of bounds. They end up getting a three-point shot off that. You could see uh, the charging that they didn't call a charge where they basically took three steps, ran into our guy, threw his hands up, and our guy had both feet down just waiting. It just seemed like – it just seemed like it – I don't want to say it wasn't meant to be because the Badgers also blew it themselves. They were up by nine Nine. with like about nine minutes left in the game, and they decided to – just, I don't know if you want to call it play it safe or just not play defense. I don't get it, but I do know this. The rest didn't help us, Irish Brad and Joe. No, they didn't. No, I'll tell you, watching that game, I I, I can see it both ways, being being a neutral observer here. Um, you know, Wisconsin blowing that lead was big time, but the calls definitely weren't going their way. But even in spite of the calls, they still weren't in control of the game up until, what, about eight minutes left to play in the second half, and then started the tide started to turn. Um, I heard yeah. on the radio this week that the, uh, the like lead officiating guy for the NCA was at the game and he was going to stop the officials on that tip ball because they didn't get to see a, a angle that the uh, the replay showed later on after it. Now, have you guys heard that? Yeah, and, and the thing is, Irish Brad, it only makes it worse for us fans because yeah. he said that he was thinking of getting up and walking over to him to tell them mm-hmm. to look at it again, but he wasn't sure if he should do that. And that just all, you know, I'd rather not even know that happened because all it does is just piss me off. But I'll tell you what, uh, we're got to go to commercial break right now. We come back, we'll touch on that a little bit more. Just like anything in life, folks, you got to move on in life and we got to move on from this. It is only sports, but, you know, sports for me is life. But we'll be back with a little bit, uh, folks. Thanks for listening in. You're listening to Wisconsin Sports Report 103.5 FM WADAR. Me, a cat, moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Check out the new business center that has opened in downtown Janesville. My office, JVL, provides full business services for home-based companies or the professional that only needs an occasional meeting space in the Rock County area. Professional, fully staffed, and convenient, my office, JVL, can provide you with everything from a virtual office address to an on-site copy center, office space, and a full-sized conference room. 
www.myoffice-jvl.com. Who would have guessed that you could eat chocolate to lose weight and regain health? A new product developed by respected medical professionals is available locally and can help your family achieve the health you've always wanted. Free samples are available. Call 608-563-0111 or check out www.chocolatesforlife.com. Chocolates, the number four for life.com or call 608-563-0111. Hi, this is William Henderson, former Green Bay Packer, and this is Wisconsin Sports Report, WADR 103.5 FM. I hate sports, but you probably don't. So you should be listening to the Wisconsin Sports Report with Dave every Saturday at 6 p.m. on Janesville Community Radio, 103.5 FM. (laughs) I hate sports. (laughs) Adopting a new pet is a rewarding experience. And shelter pets make super pets. Your new best friend will steal your heart, bring you happiness, and enrich your life for years to come. You can make a difference in the life of an animal. Adopt and bring home a shelter pet today. To find out more, visit theshelterpetproject.org. This message has been brought to you by the Humane Society of the United States, Maddie's Fund, and the Ad Council. Wisconsin Sports Report with the Herb 103.5 FM. And we are back. You're listening to Wisconsin Sports Report on 103.5 FM WADR. Uh, we, we're going over uh, a little bit of the pain that we went through in this state over uh, Wisconsin's loss. Um, the Brewers haven't started out how we'd like to, but the summer is here. And Irish Brad, you live in a Midwestern area. You guys know what it's like to appreciate the nice weather, and at least we got that going for us. Yeah, great weather here. Um, I hear you guys are having the same. So the Milwaukee Bucks are currently third. It looks like they might make the playoffs. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, you guys in you guys in the one spot? I believe the Cavs are in the two spot. Atlanta came off to start off with such a hot start. I don't think the Cavs can catch them. So uh, you I'll tell you what. I mean, things are looking good for Cleveland. Um, it just—it just seems like. I just think uh, that LeBron James has just taken that team and just brought up another level. I still think the guy can play. He got a good three, four more years of being dominant. They just had to get things together um, in Cleveland out there. Now, as for the Bucks, our first-round draft pick Jabari Parker went down early in the year. They're still winning games though, and they're still. You know, they're they're competing. I mean, the thing that I like to see is the baby steps. And one of the things about the Milwaukee Bucks is I noticed that a lot of the games that they are losing, they've been losing within 10. You know, like it might be like 107 to 99 or something like that. They're keeping Mm -hmm. games close. And that's a nice sign to see when you're rebuilding and you're just trying to get your program going. 
Yeah. I, I would have to. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to be. I'd have to agree with you, too. I mean, even, yeah, with the Bucks even coming with the Wolves last night, there was, what, 99-91, so we had that nine points right there, you know, which is really good. Oh, I just was saying hello to everybody. But uh, anyways, uh, now, let's get a little – go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say, uh, Irish Brad, even with uh, James being down there, how long do you think he's actually going to stay in Cleveland? If he wins – they win it this year, do you think he'll be there next year, or do you think he's going to move on? I, I believe his uh, contract is through 2019. Yeah, but that's just a contract. Anybody can be bought out. You know that. Yeah, it can be bought out, but I, I really do believe that he'll he'll at least play the contract out, and then I think that's where he has some tough decisions to make from there. And and I think it all, it also depends on, you know, how many championships they may or may not have won by that point, and you know some other things, teammates. Now, where where can you see him possibly heading? I, don't I, see I would have to guess. No, no. After at the end of his contract. Where could you possibly see him heading out if he was going to head out? The old folks' home. Yeah, I was going to say, if he doesn't finish his career in Cleveland, I think he's either New York or L.A. I would, I would say in L.A. would be one, one of the most dominant ones that I could see him ending up going to. And how old is LeBron James? I, I want to say that LeBron's 28 or 29. So yeah. if he goes to 2019, yeah, I mean, being in his mid-30s, you know, I mean, that's kind of, you know, George, only, Michael Jordan type players and LeBron is close. You know, he's, he can at least be in that same somewhat, uh, what you want to call it, category. So, you know, Court, Kobe Bryant, I mean, they're all in that same category. Those guys can probably play competitively till 40. But, I mean, you know, if he's if he wins a championship or two while in Cleveland, I, I, you know, what else is he going to do? I mean, yeah, I could see maybe if he went to New York or he went to Los Angeles, but I mean, the odds of winning a title, especially at, you know, in your mid thirties can be incredibly hard if you're the main guy. I don't know. I just think he's going to stay in Cleveland. We got a lot to be excited about here though, folks. Like I said, there's a couple, we're a couple steps away from getting a $1 billion uh, stadium approved for the Milwaukee Bucks. And, uh, I think Herb Cole. I can't remember the dollar amount, but he's a he was a pretty significant investor in getting that going, uh, wasn't it? Like was that 150 million or 300 million or something? I can't remember what it was. Plus, a lot more than what I'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. You know, I, I think you know I, we're we're excited about that. We're we're hoping some time pretty soon we can start putting them signs out again that says "Fear the Deer." That was actually <laughs> so. pretty nice, actually, just to see it on the. Uh, Seeing on the news, actually being able to see the layout of the new, the new arena, uh, everything that goes with it, it well, was yeah, pretty just, spectacular. Just think what it does for the city of Milwaukee. Oh, I mean, it's just, yeah. and like we were talking earlier uh, with Paul over lunch, uh, you know, just everything from NCAA finals will be played there. There will be uh, what else are we talking about, uh, Paul? There's yeah, NBA all oh, yeah. yeah all star games. I mean, it's just. Possibilities are endless. Well, yeah. I mean, just, well, that's some things that you get when you build a stadium. There you go. It's just like the NFL. You build a stadium, you're guaranteed so many Super Bowls and things like that. So it's yep. a good thing for Milwaukee. We're excited. Um, we just would like to – okay, I got to address this. It's been hard 
being a fan in the state of Wisconsin, and let me tell you why. I mean, between the the Badgers, between what just happened to our Green Bay Packers, and we can go on with a few other things. It's been tough, but here's the thing. There's really no reason to bitch, and I'll tell you why. It's been tough, and you want to go to a certain point where you talk about it, but you don't want to sound like you're whining. Because one thing that we brought up was there are many cities across the United States that would, you know, just give you their lung to say in the last few years they won a Super Bowl. And so when you look at it that way, well, hey, you know, take, you know, we can take our foot off the gas a little bit on that one and just be grateful joe for what we got we are absolutely not it's not even with the football i mean even with the turnaround of the uh with the bucks of the way they've been playing with the badgers going you know down to the finals i mean it's we didn't win but we got there and that's that's a big part that's a big step about how many teams you went through uh the great year that we had i'm just looking forward to next year now yeah part of it's enjoying the journey um speaking of journeys uh, Irish Brad, Johnny Banzell has been on his own journey and some good news for the kid. It looks like he's getting out of rehab we're seeing on Sports Center. Uh, you know anything about that? Yeah, I, I got the Blazer report across my phone, I think, last night or, or today sometime. I mean, good for him. I, I don't know what comes of his NFL career, what impact this trip to rehab has on him, but for him personally, good for him, I, I guess. Yeah. The word around town in Cleveland is that he, the Browns are pretty much backing off of him and that he's he's a, a long shot to, to even probably make the roster this year the way that the talk's going now. Well, that's what I was yep. going to ask you and get into. Uh, what do you think about this kid? I mean, do you think this kid, if he has the right guidance, do you think that he could uh, um, be, a, be a good starting quarterback in the NFL? Or do you just think, what do you think? I, I personally... You know, I'm not sure what's going on upstairs in his head, but I I just didn't know if he just seems like such a small guy out there. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be huge. You got people like Doug Flutie and Drew Brees. They're not the biggest guys in the world, but um, what do you think about him, Irish Brad? You obviously know more than I do what's going on out there. Does this guy have a chance? You know, um, coming into the league, I was rooting for him because everybody roots for the the underdog, the little guy. and not that he was an underdog being a Heisman Trophy winner coming out of college, but I I had my reservations because of his size as well. And it's not, not so much, you know, being able to see over the line or something, but just the, the first big hit you take, what what happens to him when, when he gets a helmet in his chest or something. And that's, that's what happened last year. The first time he took a big hit, he, he he's out for the rest of the year. So, I, you know, I, I, I had my reservations from the beginning, and he, he sure hasn't done anything to change my mind on it. Okay. Okay. Well, a little bit more with the NFL, too. Uh, the players' union has been trying to decrease, uh, which I would be more than happy uh, with the number of preseason games played. I mean, uh, I, I personally believe four is disgustingly too much. Um, it's just uh, there's nothing worse than seeing your star player go down before the regular season even starts. They don't get to play much anyways <clears throat> until the last one. So they're trying to take it from four down to two. But the owners, if that happens, they want to increase the regular season by one. Uh, Joe, we'll start with you. What do you think about that? And do you think, uh, uh, I, I, I guess I wouldn't mind that, but I'm not sure about creating an extra game in the regular season. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with the extra game in the season. I think I'd just keep it the way it is. Uh, and 
you have to go with the way it plays out. Why would you want to add an extra game? Yeah, I, I just I'm not so sure about adding the extra game. Uh, Irish Brad, what do you think of? Are are you happy with uh, the possible reduction? It wouldn't be this year; it'd be the following year in preseason. I'm all for two two games would be a perfect number because really you think about it, they're playing four preseason games and the starters are playing four quarters worth of football in the preseason. So it's really, you know, 25% of it is is high-level football and 75% garbage football. But I'm not for expanding the regular season. I think it's getting to the point where you're you're reaching a saturation point. And and I know the reason behind it. It's all money. they, They make money no matter what games are on TV. So the more games they can get on, the more money they can make. And, you know, Part of the reasoning behind this, too, is the fans, you know, the season ticket holders, they're sick of having to pay that regular season price for preseason tickets. If you got, for instance, outdoor club seats for the Green Bay Packers um, are about $292 a ticket. That's what Lambeau Field charges. Well, for the preseason, they're $292, and you're held hostage of paying that kind of price for something that really, no one really, I mean, some people like going to it, but it's nothing like regular season and no one wants to go to those. And so, you know, fans have been screaming in, in all NFL cities that the preseason ticket should be basically half of what the regular season is, but the NFL owners obviously are not going to do that because they know they got you by the balls. They know, especially with Packer fans, been sold out up here for 30 years um, that if you're going to uh, pay for your regular season, you just got to take the preseason with it. So there's an issue when it comes to that too. And I, I would go with you on that. If, the, if they and if they would were to chop the price in half, I guarantee they'd make up their money on the other half, either by the parking or the sales, and jack the prices in that aspect right there. You know, so like you said, they're going to get their money, whether it's going to be we keep the same amount or we go that extra game, go that extra game. They're just going to make as much more. I would I would just keep it the same. And you know, also the owners meeting there's it doesn't seem like anything's going to come out of any rule changes at least this no. year. They kicked around a lot of uh proposals. One of them was uh um the going to review of pass interference yeah. calls, which I personally would have liked because for me that I mean that's an important part of the game, but for me the one that I think they should have got done this year was the helmet to helmet. Yeah. How many games have we seen Irish Brad, where you got a free safety come in and clean shot with the shoulders, nothing head to head, but it was such a violent hit, the flags thrown. And then when you look at the replay, you know, the rest can't see that in real time. They see that the helmet was not helmet to helmet. They see the shoulder pad going into his chest and they go, okay, well, I guess we missed that one. I would have liked that one out of them all for a chance to be reviewed and picked up. What do you think about that, Irish Brad? I, I agree 100%. That's one of those calls that's so reactionary by referee. And anybody who's played football, but just the, the sound and the sheer violence of an impact like that, that the referee is, is more inclined to just knee-jerk throw that flag when it's not always warranted. And I, I think that flag gets thrown way too much, and, and it's always a crucial situation. It seems like, you know, it's, it, it's always a pass over the middle down, deep down the field, so it's never a one-yard holding play or something like that. It's On a run play, it's it's a, a game-changing play when it happens. So I, I, I re- I'm really in favor of them reviewing it, and it's unfortunate they didn't get that taken care of. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just wish they would have, uh, you know, at least made a serious effort on it. But then again, uh, you know, th- you know, there's there's a reason why I'm here and the reason why they're there making those there we go. decisions. But <laughs> if you, you know, I I just uh, I also want to get back to the draft. When's when's the draft coming up? Is that this Wednesday? It is soon. It is very soon. When is the draft, uh, Irish Red? When's the NFL draft? Does that kick off? Or am I wrong by a week? Is that this Wednesday? Um, I think it's two weeks from now, but it's uh, Thursday, April 30th is the first night. Okay. And then yeah, they, they do a lot. What they're doing, a lot, yeah, they're doing yeah. live from Chicago on Thursday, and then the, the next two rounds they're doing from teams' headquarters. Yeah, you know, okay. I I start wondering about. I mean, there's obviously been huge, huge wins and huge bust when it comes to drafting players. And I've never been a guy that everybody knows that the Green Bay Packers need an inside linebacker. They got to take Clay Matthews and put him on the outside where he belongs. And everyone's naming three or four players that should be the Packers draft pick. And I got a problem with that because I'm not a need guy. I th- I'm a best player on the board guy. I don't care if it's a quarterback. I say you take the best player on the board. I just think if you change your if you change your philosophy to need, you're just lying to yourself. I I don't know. What do you think, Irish Brad? I'm I'm a firm believer in taking the best player available, unless it's somebody that obviously doesn't suit your needs, which I guess I just contradicted myself. But, you know, if, if your glaring weaknesses are on defense and you're taking a wide receiver, that's one thing. But when they're, you know, you're offensively sufficient and the best player is a playmaker on offense, why wouldn't you take that guy, even if he's not the, the biggest need on your team? Yeah, I, I agree. I just, I just, uh, I don't know. It, the Packers have been fortunate. Um, we've had more wins than bust when it, over the last 10 years of drafting, uh, um, I just know that, uh, you know, I trust Ted Thompson. I can't, you know, you would have asked me that seven years ago. I would have said, kick him, get him out of town. <laughs> you know, who's this guy coming yeah. in trying to tell Brett Favre he's not our man? <laughs> so, but no, anyways. You know, just, uh, you know no, ahead, I was going to say, along those, yeah, along those lines, you get a bear in mind, uh, you know, somebody like me who's a fan of a team that ha- has struck out more often than not, whether, whether it was drafting a position in need or, uh, you know, best available player. If it, it's such a fine line, if, if it doesn't work out, regardless of which angle you're coming from, it, it's still going to be a bust in the end. So, I guess there's two ways of looking at it: whether it was, you know, position of need or best available. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, moving on to another subject, yep. uh, we got a lot of changes uh, coming up here. Uh, to uh, uh, and we're going to be talking about that when we come back after our uh, commercial break right here. But we've got a lot of changes to the station. And uh, no teaser. We'll just let you know when we come back. You listen to the Wisconsin Sports Report, 103.5 WADR. Donald, you got anything before we say bye? No. I think we're being told. And now a special message from Mindful Mondays with Esther Turner. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
Wisconsin Sports Report with the Herb 103.5 FM. Are you a small business owner working out of your home? My Office JVL can provide office space to bring a more professional setting to your next meeting. Fully furnished offices are available by the hour, day, week, or month. Staffed reception area, copy and fax services, and conference room are also available. Conveniently located at 321 East Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville. Check out www.myoffice-jvl.com. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it. But he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. You should be listening to Be Funny Sundays every Sunday at 2 p.m. with the funniest crew, B-City, Be Funny, on JCR, Janesville Community Radio, 103.5 FM. Our funny is contagious. Catch it. Are you looking for diversity in Janesville? You just found it. Tune in to Janesville Community Radio for new podcasts daily. Featuring a variety of local voices speaking on subjects. As diverse as arts, education, religion, politics. Self-improvement, business, community development. And we even have an all-Spanish language podcast. Go to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com to find links to all our programs. Wisconsin Sports Report with the Herb 103.5 FM. with the Wisconsin Sports Report, broadcasting from beautiful downtown Janesville, 321 East Milwaukee Street. I uh, just would like to uh, uh, bring in our uh, uh, production manager, uh, Paul Kraft, to speak a little bit about some of the changes that are going to be coming up uh, for uh, our station and uh, just uh, for you fine listeners out there, um, some information for you as well. Paul? All right. Looks like uh, mid-June of this year, we're going to be switching over to FM broadcasting. We'll also be simulcasting on the Internet at the same time. Uh, We don't have all the details yet. This is our last show on Blog Talk, and we don't want to lose any of our good listeners on Blog Talk. That's why I want you to uh, pay attention to uh, JamesvilleCommunityRadio.com, as well as on Facebook, 
and uh, Dave's uh, Wisconsin Sports Report on Facebook. All the updated information will be there on how to listen to us after this Monday. That's when I go through the software training and all the, the fun techie stuff. Um, other than that, I don't know. Do you have any other questions about it, Dave or Joe? No, I just know that we're going to be um, broadcasting a Snappers games this year, and we're going to be uh, eventually mid-June switching over to Tower. Um, that's going to only reach the people of the greater Janesville area, though. I think we've got a 12, 12-mile radius on the Tower. But we are going to still be broadcasting over the Internet. We just are not going to find out, like you said, till after Monday what that's going to look like. And, again, if you go to... Uh, um, Janesville Community Radio, and uh, check out the Wisconsin Sports Report. We will have that information. My brother will get that out there uh, for you, hopefully sometime next week, so you can uh, stick with the show. And uh, if you're out of the range of our tower, you'll still be able to listen to us, whether you're in Germany or Paraguay, um, Japan, wherever this show goes around the world, we're happy to have you. Yep, I do understand our tower will be able to reach around sixty to 80,000 people. Um, nice. Depending if it's going to go 8 or 12 miles, I'm not sure yet. But anyway, uh, yeah, just want to let everybody know we're still going to be on, just not on Blog Talk. So carry on. Are you there, Irish Rad? I sure am, guys, and that's really exciting news. It's good to hear. Yeah, we're pretty, oh, happy. Yeah. We're pretty happy about it. I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be uh, a great ride. Absolutely. Well, getting back uh, to a little NFL news, uh, one thing that we haven't brought up yet, uh, and he's more in your neck of the woods, uh, Irish Brad, uh, the the great Troy Palomalo has retired. Ooh. Yeah. Good riddance. What? <laughs> you take, I take figured that one would get him going. Head. Take him and his stupid hair and his head and shoulders and go somewhere. Who cares? Well, what I mean? You don't like his hair? <laughs> well, I don't like him. He's one of those guys that if he played, if he played on my team, I'd love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, that's what everybody would say. Yeah. You take the worst player from your opposite team, but if he was on your team, he'd be the greatest thing. Absolutely. Well, we have uh, the New York Mets closer, uh, uh Jenry Major has been suspended 80 games after testing positive uh, for uh, Stanzolo. It is a prohibited PAD or PED, I'm sorry, uh, Major League Baseball announced this on Saturday. Uh, they paid this guy um, almost $80 million. Oof. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty big uh, asset to lose. Um, we know what that's like. Uh, we, we dealt with a deal with Ryan Braun up here, but that's yep. – uh, that's a pretty big suspension because this guy had uh, his fastballs almost 100 miles an hour, and maybe now we know why. <laughs> well, when you're, ta- when you're talking eight million, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, you know, in this day and age, after the era we just went through in baseball, why are people still taking steroids? It, it blows my mind. Yeah, I I, I can't I honestly. The thing is, it's, you're not going to get away with it really no. anymore. You are going to get nabbed if you're constantly doing that. And, I mean, you, there's just so much money at risk and everything, that's, and I just can't believe it. That's what I say. With with the amount of money that you're getting paid, is it really worth jeopardizing your entire career? I mean, you got there before you started using them. Why do you need to keep on using them now? 
Well, and the question that gets asked all the time is, does it turn a guy that's on the cusp of becoming a major leaguer into an all-star, or does it take a a, 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 a decent veteran and turn him into an all-star? That's a really good yeah. point. I mean, you know, I mean, when you start when you start to, when you start equating it to money, if, if you're never going to make the money and, and the, the 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 lore is there to try it, then I can see that. But if, if it takes you from a guy that you know has the potential to earn two to three million a year for the next twelve years, versus a guy that can earn fifteen million a year for the next twelve years, what you know, I, that's when you start deciding is it worth it or not to get caught. You know, I noticed that. It just seems like sometimes a significant injury, just like anything. When it comes to abuse and any kind of abuse, it just seems like a significant injury can have a lot to play. You know, I remember it seemed to be Ryan Braun's thumb. And yeah. then, then all of a sudden there is, the, you know, then he got in trouble. It just seems like there is so much pressure on some of these athletes to keep up with the Joneses, but especially at the injury to rehab and get back as quick as you can that, you know, some of this alternative stuff, they think they can get away with it because you can buy it at a GNC. Well, that doesn't mean you can get away with yeah. it with all the rules they got in Major League Baseball. And and another question that I have, and this goes for uh, Irish Brad and Joe. Uh, we'll start with Irish Brad first. What wh- I don't understand how, how come in Major League Baseball, PEDs, that's basically – I mean, that's like one of the worst things that you can get caught doing. How come it isn't the same in the NFL? Um, I mean, the NFL, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going right along with what you're saying. The NFL almost turns a blind eye to it. And, it, I, you know, it's, it, I, I think for the NFL it's almost a fine line. I, I, don't, I think people mistake that people aren't taking steroids to become bodybuilders and hit home runs 400 feet. They're doing it so that they don't hurt as much the next day or, you know, that, that rather, you know, their arm bounces back sooner from, you know, why a relief pitcher does it, you know, things like that. And I think the NFL, when you start getting into that, that these guys can come back from getting their heads pounded in for two hours on a Sunday afternoon a little quicker. Maybe the NFL is not going to be as quick to jump on that. I also think it also could be a money thing. Uh, look at the money generation between the uh, the two sports. And like you said, when mm-hmm. you look at the baseball, I mean, we're talking how many games a season uh, these guys are playing. I mean, for them to sit out a month uh, and miss – you know, 15, 16 games is nothing. You can't do that in the NFL. I mean, you're constantly, you're week after week after week, 16 weeks. So that and the money factor, you know. It just it just seems to me that, you know, for steroid use, there's congress- in baseball, there's congressional hearings going on. They got Barry Bonds, Rafael Palmero, you know, you got, uh, you, you got Mark McGuire, you got all these people there. No, I never did it. No, I never did it. And it's all this big thing. And then you yep. hear these suspensions that come on and they're 80 game suspensions, 60 game suspensions. And then you hear about an offensive lineman for Detroit that got caught with PEDs and it's, yep. it's a, it's a two to four game suspension yeah. and then nothing, it's barely a blip in the newspaper. Well, and the, the, the NFL players union is so strong and, and, you know, not to say that the major league baseball players union isn't, but, the government kind of went after them because the government really wanted to nail them for an antitrust suit with with the way that the, the union was so strong. So they kind of, I think Congress did that little hearing because that was either either this or we're going to come in there and start cleaning house with them. And football hasn't been had their feet held to that fire yet. Okay, man. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I, uh, um, I guess I, 
I, I just think is it's kind of a double standard. I don't know if it has anything to do with, you know, baseball's contracts being guaranteed and the NFL's aren't. Uh, like, for instance, when an NFL player gets busted for um, anything prohibited and they get a four-game suspension, um, does the owner have to still pay him their contract during that four-game suspension? No, if they're suspended by the league office, they get put on the um, the exempt list, which means and the same goes for, same goes for yeah. the baseball players as well. Exactly, guaranteed contract or not. Yes. See, if I was a baseball player, I'd want in my contract that if I get busted with steroids, I still get paid. <laughs> that, well, and then you look at what happened with Brian Ross. Where did a lot of that money go back to? What was it? Three point two million that went back to the fans when it actually came to. The ballpark by like getting a voucher for ten dollars for this or for that. I mean, so a lot of that money that you know Brian wasn't getting paid actually did kind of go back to the fans. Was it right, wrong? Otherwise, I don't know. But I mean, it was nice to see something like that happen. Yeah, it's a classic yeah. move. Well, Ryan Braun to start, you know, a couple of years ago was a little more starting to get more standoffish. We thought with the fans, and not in a bad way, but just not doing as much media events. And he's superstar. And ever since he got nailed, he's been Mister Public Relations. I mean, he was calling up season go. ticket holders, and they would answer the phone. They go hello, and they go hello. This is Ryan Braun of the Milwaukee Brewers, and people didn't believe it was him, but it was. And he was apologizing to them for having to miss the sixty games or whatever he missed. <laughs> Yeah, there is some ass kissing going on, and I, and no, you know major. what? I think it's a class move, but he also knows he has to rebuild his image. I mean, we we want to, you know, now. I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. In fact, he just got hurt yesterday um, already, uh, and he might play tonight. But he hasn't been able to stay healthy since he. I think steroids should be legal in all sports. Let's keep these guys I, playing, no matter what the hell. Me too. No matter what things could go wrong with their health, um, that's the trade-off of being there paid billions go. of dollars. And well, I don't know if I believe that, but it sounded good at least. Hey, that, that's a that's a risk they take. I mean, they're taking it every time they go out there. Who wants to be out there being slammed around by a 360-pound linebacker? Well, I tell in you the what, right mind. Uh, last weekend, I was slammed around by a 360-pound woman. But it's because <laughs> I want. Well, so, you know, you pay for what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trust me, I had to pay. So. That's okay though. That's just that's just me, you know. Me and my me and my uh, I call them love sports. We'll leave it at there that. There you go. So, all right, Irish Brad, come on, man. What else you got going out there in uh, in in Ohio, in the great state of Ohio? I, is there anything going on with your favorite team, Ohio State, the Ohio State? No, nah, I haven't really heard much. I I shared a uh, video of some. It was an onion video. Of some thirteen year old kid that got in for drinking his drinking abilities, but. Nice. I haven't heard much about them. I, I don't follow. It was a spoof, but I don't follow much of Ohio State unless it's in season. Okay, uh, what's going on in uh, Rudy Land? Indeed, uh, had their spring game today, which was attended by nobody knows how many because it was a closed spring game. That the stadium's uh, under construction, so they held a closed spring practice to finish up their spring practice this year, and it was only attended by the media. So there were a few bleacher reports that came out, but not a whole lot of news coming out of there. Um, I know I don't know if anybody follows, but the quarterback situation at Notre Dame is kind of still up no. in the air, and it looks like looks like Everett Golson will be coming back, and it's going to be a two-quarterback race. 
Oh, great, because oh, that means nice. nothing to me. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Brad, what do you think about Sam yes, Decker? Sam Decker, guys, uh, let's talk about this, Joe. Sam Decker is declaring himself for the NBA draft. Uh, right move, wrong move, or not sure? For me, I believe in the interest of Decker, it is the right move for him. For me, no, I would love to see him come back, finish out at Wisconsin, but I can see why he doesn't want to come back next year. I don't foresee Wisconsin going as far as they were this year uh, for the, the simple fact is they're not going to have the people. You got Frank leaving. You got to have Gosher leaving. Uh, Frank Kaminsky. Frank the Tank. Dewey Dukin. You know, Dukin, he's, he's leaving. So, I mean, a good part of the Wisconsin team is leaving. Decker had a blowout season. Why would you not capitalize on that and go? Irish Brad, what do you think? Well, I mean, I'm looking at it from a completely different point of view, you guys, because I, I saw, you know, two games and then fractional bits of Wisconsin basketball this year, so I can't really give you a real informed viewpoint. But from from the little bit of exposure I, I got of Decker, I, I just don't see him being ready for the NBA to make a big impact. He might, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe mid to late second round or a free agent kind of guy. But there's a nice living to be made playing basketball in Europe or Israel or somewhere like that. So, I, you know, I don't know what's going on with the future of Wisconsin basketball if they're senior heavy or, or you know, what, what the what, what the next season holds for him. So maybe he has more to gain by going this year for himself versus what the team could accomplish next year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, uh, Sam Kamiski is the once in a, you know, generation kind of guy to come along. And, you know, I, it's it, Sam, there's other than maybe enjoying college life, more <clears throat> there's really nothing to come back to in my opinion that you know Bo Ryan will always have his team uh in the NCAA he just that kind of coach but you know not not on a team like this and the thing is unfortunately you're judged off what you've done lately now this kid yes. had two games where he absolutely blew up and then yep. the final game the biggest one of them all he kind of all but disappeared Irish Brad yeah, he did, and like like you were saying though, I mean, without Kaminsky there there next year, does does he come? You know, does he come back next year and is he the star of the team, or does he come back next year and is he still a role player and there's nobody to play a role to and and to draft? Yeah, draft and, and another kind of thing. That. And another thing, I don't think he wants to be the star of a team where he's putting in twenty some points a game yet they're five hundred. Yep. Yeah, for sure, and and a star of that team that puts in. The average is 18 points a game. What 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 is their draft position? What you know, a team that finishes fourth in the Big Ten or something. All right, let's yeah. mo- let's move on a little bit. Uh, let's uh, talk about. Uh, do you got any NASCAR uh, at all, Joe? Any any updates on uh, what, what's the next race coming up for uh, the uh, um, Hillbillies? I'm sorry, NASCAR fans. NASCAR <laughs> fans. Ooh, yeah, I haven't been following NASCAR all that much. I know tomorrow, I believe. What do we what's, have? What's uh, going we had on? a documentary coming up, and last week was Easter, what's, which we didn't have a race last week. So, okay, how about uh, how about uh, international um, figure skating? What's going on with uh, yeah? What's going on with the uh, um, figure skating duels? The figure um, skating duels. Yeah, you know they're nice. The, uh... Well, I just <laughs> I'm you know once in a while on a Sunday I do yeah. like watching the glittery uniforms and the outfits they are. They are kind of nice. 
You know, what? what is it? Is it called a triple axle or something like that? You know, the last time that. I seen a triple axle is when I was drunk and high at a Guns N' Roses concert, and I thought I'd see three axle roses. <laughs> That's the last time I seen a triple axle. That would have been a perfect spot for a do 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 but that's all right. But I, I want to okay. go back to that late on first of all. I, I, I don't mean to jump in here. The, the next race I just looked it up is the Duck Commander 500. What are okay. those guys? Yeah, what are those guys doing that make duck calls that they that they're now naming NASCAR races? What I mean, are those guys sitting on a gold mine with, with duck calls or what? Uh, and yeah. then some. Yeah, it's uh, they've they've captivated. Uh, especially the southern half of the United States. Um, and you can't go in a Walmart without seeing one of them stupid beards on something. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they – I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even say Walmart. I'd say any store now almost. It's with any store now you could go – you can go into Home Depot and get a tape measure that says Duck Commander on it. I'll tell you what. I believe, I believe Dick's carries their line also. Oh, yeah. Uh, Under Armour does. Yeah, Under Armour does a line for yep. them. It is totally cool now to be old, uh, white, and gross. It's that's that's, that's what's in now. It's okay to be. And that's what we've all gross. been rooting. Yeah, that's Just, what we've all been rooting for that here. Go your beard out. It's carry okay. a cup. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Let yourself go. You haven't washed in the last three days. Have an uncut uncapped white nasty beard with pine cones in it. It's okay to just be gross. And hey, they're making millions off it, so uh good for them. They just have to know, watch on that, on that note I'm gonna put some chewing tobacco in my mouth. <laughs> nice. There you go. All right, we're gonna hit another commercial break if that's all right. I'm gonna talk to my producer right now. And uh we got a surprise for you when we come back, listeners. Uh, you're going to actually like this. Uh, you're listening to the Wisconsin Sports Report, 103.5 WADR. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it. But he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Looking for an opportunity to volunteer in our community? How about volunteering with Janesville Community Radio? Just go to our website. Click on the tab. Volunteer. There, fill out a brief form telling us what your interests and area of expertise are. And we'll be in contact with you shortly. Oh, and one more thing. We need money. To be at 103.5 FM in June of 2015, we need to raise money for a radio tower, transmitter, and studio equipment. Be part of bringing the community radio to Janesville by contributing $10.35 or any amount that you choose to 103.5 FM by going to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com slash donate. Thanks. Adopting a new pet is a rewarding experience. And Shelter Pets makes Super Pets. 
your new best friend will steal your heart, bring you happiness, and enrich your life for years to come. You can make a difference in the life of an animal. Adopt and bring home a shelter pet today. To find out more, visit theshelterpetproject.org. This message has been brought to you by the Humane Society of the United States, Maddie's Fund, and the Ad Council. Wisconsin Sports Report with the Herb 103.5 FM. And we're back with Wisconsin Sports Report on 103.5 FM WADR. We're glad that you guys are uh, back because we did uh, promise a surprise. And uh, the surprise is... Hey, we're back. We would... Surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> we're back. That's a surprise. We want to talk about uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao against uh, Floyd uh, Money Mayweather. There we go. Uh, Floyd Money Mayweather, Joe, you got something interesting about I'm, him on how much that he paid for. Uh, yeah, why don't you go into it? This is I'm unbelievable you, to me. Unbelievable. This guy paid $25,000 for a mouth guard with diamonds and gold. 25000 people. Twenty five. Can you imagine that? That's reasonable. Reasonable? What in your world? I would like I would like to see Manny Pacquiao hit him so hard you just see a burst of diamonds go in the air and just see that mouthpiece get split. I I'd catch a thousand dollars worth of it. You know. I'm telling you. But that I, I, I mean this fight right there, who do you think is gonna take it, uh Irish Brad? I, I think Mayweather wins. I Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's just it's unfortunate that this fight's happening now rather than four years ago, but I really think Mayweather's still got the best defense in the world. I mean, but we're still looking at both fighters that are, what, 38 and 36? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I know they're both yeah. in their mid, mid-30s. Been going for a while. Well, like Irish Brad said, you know, it's unfortunate this fight didn't happen four years it ago. It is. I mean, but it's still going to garner $90 per household uh, per pay per view, which is literally, they were talking numbers like 150 one time. Yeah. But uh, how much is Mayweather getting for this fight? Mayweather is expected to get, I believe, 180 million or close to it. 180 million dollars off of one fight, 12 rounds, three minutes per round. You know, do the math. I mean, it was some crazy. How much money per second he was going to make for this fight, and just. Just imagine if he goes in there and knocks him out in the first round. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, one would be how embarrassed uh, Pacquiao would be if he got knocked out by money Mayweather. But yeah, 180 million for this fight. Uh, it's supposed to bring in over 300 million total uh, between the both of them. That's it, not including endorsements. Uh, I don't even think that's even going to include the pay per view package that goes on with it. So it's we're talking a lot of. A lot of money for one fight. The highest paid fight, grossing fight out there. I'm still a fan of Mike Tyson when he fought Peter McNeely. And then Peter McNeely did the uh, he did the Pizza Hut commercials where he goes <laughs> to take a bite of the pizza, then he acts like the slice knocks him out and he falls down. 
<laughs> I remember that disaster. It was $45, which in the early 90s, there you that go. was some big bucks. Yep. And we paid to get that, and the fight was over, like, in, I don't know, 40 seconds. So, remind me of Sphinx almost. But uh, Irish Brad, there's been a big drop-off for pro boxing. I mean, MMA has kind of taken over the world. Yeah, it's unfortunate, too, because I'm, I'm a big boxing fan. I, you know, I, I kind of grew up, being from the Youngstown area, we had a couple of guys that have come up through the ranks and become champions from Youngstown. Um, so it was kind of, you know, boxing was a big deal in the mid to late 80s, early 90s growing up, and it's kind of become MMA now is the big mainstream thing, and boxing is kind of a, a, kind of a side, you know, a, a secondary thing. And it's kind of, kind of a shame because boxing is a much more technical sport than MMA. And I, I think MMA, I mean, beyond the homoerotic things that go on in MMA, it's just not, it's, it's 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 human cockfighting. It's you know it's, it's human cockfighting. It's not really. I don't consider it much strategy involved. A lot of times the bigger, stronger guy wins in MMA. It's, you know, grappling where you just, once once they get to the ground, it's, it's no action at all. It's just two men rolling over top of each other and an arm getting barred and game over. Yeah, you know I I'm a big fan of football and football is kind of it for me to be honest. I mean, well, that's not true. Baseball and once in a while, I do enjoy a good rugby match or a oh, game God. of lacrosse. Rug- rugby sevens? Yeah. That is, that is um, great but, to watch. Uh, let's talk about uh, something else. Like, for instance, uh, did you ever participate, Irish Brad, in any uh, city league football or anything like that? Like you know, like flag football, you know, around your community? Did you ever get into something like that? Yeah, I've played a lot of football. Um, I did a couple of you know, just recreational flag football leagues. They were, they were fun, and it was kind of cool. There, there was pretty much full contact away from the ball with blocking and, and stuff like that, and it was a pretty physically, more physically intense than I expected it to be. Uh, Brad, uh, this is Paul. Yeah. Uh, I've seen your uh, highlight reel as a quarterback in high school, and mm-hmm. I am going to get my hands on that so we can uh, <laughs> put it on some kind of a broadcast. Oh, you should see it, Dave. I'm gonna get my hands I, on it. I don't think it exists anymore, unfortunately. I think it got it, it got lost somewhere. I, I, and, and I'll tell you, as pathetic as it does sound, I miss it sometimes. I I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I might have been a 12 pack into the night and popped that into the old VCR once in a while. Well, I, I tell you what, like for me, I remember when I played high school football, but I remember when I played city league football, we had some people that were in their mid forties and some put 50 years old out there playing. And there's no way I could do that now. And I, I totally appreciate what they were able to do. When I was in my twenties, I was out with a good buddy the night before, uh, uh, we'll just call him Matt W. Uh, and, uh, we are out, we're out till bar time. And, uh, we played city league football, uh, down at, uh, Traxler park here in Janesville. And it was nothing but, you know, goose poop all over the field. And that's just what you dealt with. And you played yep. And and I've been out drinking the night before and, uh, this linebacker from the other team, I was a center, um, Irish Brad for our team and our quarterback was in shotgun and I snapped a ball and this inside linebacker came on a blitz and he didn't mean to do it. But when he was running the motion of his arms, he basically gut punched me. I mean, hit me right in the gut. Okay. And right then and there, I knew I instantly had to crap. I had to go (laughs) and there was no holding off on it. It was go time. You got to go now. You can't trick your ass. You know what I mean? So, 
I'm freaking out and I'm clenching in front of a couple hundred people out there watching us. And I know I'm about to do the worst thing I could do in front of everybody is poop myself. Oh, yeah. And I start slowly walking to where the bathrooms are. And the thing is, you all know this, the closer you get, the, oh, wor- yeah. the worse it gets because you can't trick your ass. I mean, it was, it, I, I was crowning, you know, on the way you had, there. You had the shivers. I had the, yeah, I had the shivers. The, 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 I had like the shivers. I, I had the turtle head. I had the shivers. Mm. I I was crowning, and I'm sitting there. And we got a we got a rock. We got Rock River that is downtown. Uh, beautiful uh, Rock River. Yeah, beautiful Rock River. Um, and uh, I'm walking uh, with one of my friends, Bobby, and he knows the pain I'm in. I'm like, I I I, I gotta go. I uh, maybe I sh- I I and I was talking like that, and I was cold sweating. And he's like, oh, my God, are you going to be okay? I, I just got to get to the bathroom, bathroom, Bob. And I'm walking, <laughs> and it's getting worse and worse again because I said you can't trick your ass. No. And as soon as I got to the to the outdoor bathroom and I go to pull the door, it's locked. And immediately <laughs> when I pulled it and it was locked, um, all hell broke loose. It was like a, it was like a ten gallon drums of tomatoes being dumped into a pot. It just made this <laughs> noise, and I grabbed my pants immediately, my shorts. You gotta grab it. Oh, you got And then I ran my dirty monkey butt to the Rock River as fast as I could, and I jumped in the river. And I was bathing in there, and people were driving by in their cars with my big white butt hanging out, honking at me. We can see you! <laughs> <laughs> I wrung out my shorts in the Rock River, and then I put them back on, and I played the rest of the game. Oh! And he would not oh, yeah. go underneath yeah. me under center. So there's my little story there, Irish Brad. What do you think about that? Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty amusing. I I, I was yeah, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Are we going to tell poop stories now? Well, no, no but I just no. I guess I just was having a recollection of my fondness for city league football and crapping myself in front of a couple hundred people. Oh, well, see, the, the joy. Worst part is when, when when you first started telling the story, I thought you said nut shot instead of gut shot, which would have been just as bad anyways, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that would have been pretty, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, I could have recovered better and no one would have seen my bruised ball as much as they seen my loaded diaper, basically. <laughs> so, anyways, that was my uh, sports story. Does anybody else have anything, uh, you know, funny or embarrassing that you're willing to talk about on the air? Yeah, any other Cleveland Steamer stories? Joe, if I remember right, you had that unfortunate accident with Ovaltine one time. What was that? <laughs> I think it's when I was watching the Christmas story one year, and I just wanted to be like, uh, you know, the fragile part of it. Oh, I see. Yeah, you were, you were looking at the Orphan Annie decoder, yeah. decoder ring. I was in the bathroom, over hunkered over the uh, toilet. Uh, what are you it. talking about? <laughs> You were in the bathroom, no, I hunkered over, over the toilet. Yeah, I was trying to cipher it. Oh, you know, drink killing it babies again. Yeah, you're out there killing babies. <laughs> Let's see. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. Uh, you could have been a doctor. You could have been a dentist. You could have been a fireman. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> and, of course, mm. our flush sound is not yeah. working. There we go. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Little too 
So, really has a like a particularly embarrassing story other than the one that I told. Um, I'd like to get back to more serious things. I want to talk about scary clowns because they've made a comeback in movies. I remember for me, Irish Brad and Joe, the first scary clown that creeped me out was the original Poltergeist movie, that one that was in the bedroom. That was like the first scary clown. And now it seems like every movie out there They're now is either scary clowns or it's or it's like a five-year-old girl ghost. That's what I call them because they talk like this. I want to go down to the pool. The first one that ever scared me was Mrs. Garrett on The Facts of Life. <laughs> I, she, the ghost of Mrs. She's not even dead yet, and the ghost of Mrs. Garrett came into my bedroom one night, and she's like, "Girls, girls, girls!" Ooh. And I was kind of creeped <laughs> out by that. Very funny. I got it. That up. Which was uh, with a packed life, but I think it up because Edmund's edible. Hey, Brad, I was thinking about that. I think that means. No, we went when Martin Luther King uh, week is going on down there and we've seen Tootie um, at a rib joint when we're down there eating. And I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know how she didn't kept falling over, didn't keep falling over in her food and she wasn't drunk. Tootie's huge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. You take the good, you take the bad. And it's uh, Tootie, Tootie, let me tell you, Tootie's got some jugs. Certainly not the facts of life. Oh my God. You still with us, Irish Brad? Yeah, yeah. It sounds, sounds like Tootie ate the good and the bad. I'm here all night. Try the veal. Yeah, exactly. I'm here all night. Try the veal. So, Irish Brad, what's on the what's on the uh, menu tonight at uh, at uh, Brad's place and? Uh, what are you partaking in in beverages? Well, we had a uh, wonderful dinner of some takeout burgers from a fast food joint here, and then uh, I'm just having a couple of. I think I'm on Miller Genuine Traps right now. Aha! Uh-huh, the, pri- the pride of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. How's the fiance? She's fantastic. She had a rough day at opening day yesterday, so she's kind of napping it off in the bedroom right now. I think she. The, the dog wasn't being so good, so we had to put him in the bedroom because he wanted to. He, he wanted to be on the air tonight, and I don't think we want that. Well, tell the little lady I said hi. <laughs> Absolutely, I sure will. Oh yeah. We're gonna do on a commercial break. Why are we gonna do that, Dave? Why? Because I told you why. Oh, sounds like a good answer. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Wisconsin Sports Report, 103.5 WADR. Wisconsin Sports Report with the Herb, 103.5 FM.
I want to thank you, Irish Brad, for coming on uh, the Wisconsin Sports Report. We really appreciate your time. I actually, uh, in in my younger days when I was living in Las Vegas waiting on tables, I waited on Roseanne every day of the week. She was the coolest lady you've ever met in your life. Drink a beer or two or something like that. I think I'm ready to start drinking some gin right now. You guys want to start boozing? Booze it. Um, Right now I have a, a very fine... Russian vodka Nikolai, which was seven dollars and fifty cents. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. And some tonic water. And I've been, my fiance and I have been doing one ounce sips of some uh, three olives Rang Tang vodka. It's like a, it Ooh. tastes like Tang, like the astronaut drink. I don't know. Pretty good. Get nice. the job done, right? Welcome back to the dog show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch snuggling, ball chasing, face licking, and of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance will come in with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. A new weight loss program focused on chocolate is now being offered by Chocolates for Life. Weekend and evening programs are available. Stay true to those New Year's resolutions. Call 608-563-0111 for information on this exciting new program. That's 608 563 Are you looking for diversity in Janesville? You just found it. Tune in to Janesville Community Radio for new podcasts daily. Featuring a variety of local voices speaking on subjects. As diverse as arts, education, religion, politics, self-improvement, business, community development. And we even have an all-Spanish language podcast. Go to www.jamesocommunityradio.com to find links to all our programs. This is Dez on Censor, and you're listening to JCR 103.5. Ah, if you're looking for the hottest show around, make sure you tune in every Sunday at 2 p.m. to sit with the B-City, B-Funny team for B-Funny Sundays on Janesville Community Radio 103.5 FM. I hate sports, but you probably don't. So you should be listening to the Wisconsin Sports Report with Dave every Saturday at 6 p.m. on Janesville Community Radio, 103.5 FM. (laughs) I hate sports. Report 103.5 FM broadcasting from beautiful downtown Janesville at 321 East Milwaukee Street. Uh, I am with Irish Brad. I'm with uh, Joe, my future and uh, bestest friend and color commentator that will be uh, that's coming up uh, in just a few days. What's it go- is. What's it go- is. What's going on in a few days, Joe? Why don't you fill in to everybody? I'm telling you what, what. What's what's happening on uh, the 
15th of the 15th of uh, April, starting at about 6:30 p.m. We'll be in downtown beautiful Beloit area, down at Pullman Field, where we will open the 2015 Snapper season. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm the play-by-play caller for the Beloit Snappers. Uh, I am asking uh, anybody and anyone um, if you are interested in. Uh, Getting tickets for the Boyd Snappers. There'll be plenty available that day for sale, but you can also go to their website. There you go. And also, I just would like to throw out um, a little teaser for everybody. Um, if the first the first people to come up to me in the booth and be able to tell me what movie won Best Picture in 1986. You will get four free tickets to the next Snappers game. You just got to tell me what movie won Best Picture in 1986. So there's a little teaser. If uh, you are at the game at Pullman Field opening day, uh, April 15th, and you come up by the scorer's booth uh, right behind home plate, and you meet me, Dave, the voice of the Boyd Snappers, and you can give me the answer to what won Best Picture in 1986, I will give you four tickets to the next Snappers game of your choice. We'll take care of you that way. Uh, we're really excited, Joe, to be uh, broadcasting uh, the uh, the games live. Uh, and the thing that's exciting about it is we're going to be doing the first, you know, trial runs is what I call it, opening day off the Internet. But then we're going to be switching the tower uh, around mid-June. And uh, we we got a lot to prepare for, but we're excited to do it. It is. It's it's. It's a big task that we're taking on, and I tell you what, I'm I'm certainly up for any task. Uh, I've never turned anything down. Uh, just can't wait for uh, this opportunity. I think it's going to be a great thing. Watch some great baseball, uh, some great young players that are coming up on this team. Uh, not to mention, if you've never been down in Pullman Field, uh, it's a great little ballpark. Uh, keep a look at the schedules. You can find little schedules at uh, a lot of convenience stores, little pocket ones. Go ahead and pull them out. It shows you all the nights. Look at all the promotions that they're doing this year, not to mention all the fireworks that we're going to be showing on, on all the uh, the Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, so it's going to be a great time, great for every family member, uh, yeah. young or old. Yeah, we have 11 fireworks nights. We have multiple nights where it's going to be bobblehead uh, giveaway, including a Paul Molitor bobblehead uh, night, which is going to be pretty exciting. Um, there's going to be a lot of quality baseball out there. And a uh, little update on the Boyd Snappers. They won last night 4-3, to three, but I think around the 6th or 7th inning, they're down 5-4 to four right now to the Clinton Lumberjacks. But we'll uh, um, fill uh, our great listeners in a little bit more uh, when it comes to that opening day. Not not only are we going to be broadcasting the games, but we're going to be doing a short pregame and postgame to each game that we uh, do at uh, uh, Pullman Field. We're going to be broadcasting to at least start 40 games out there, and I'll be talking more about that on the radio uh, for which dates uh, will be the uh, dates to listen in. Uh, we're really excited for this opportunity. We're excited for <laughs> Community Radio, uh, 103.5 FM, and this is just a nice partnership that we uh, um, got together with the Boyd Snappers, and we, we can't be more excited. Um, you know, pull my arm. Go call a game at a uh, nice at a baseball yeah. you know, I field. I think one good thing I'm going to be excited about is we actually get to go to Miller Park. And I tell you what, that right there is going to be. I not. It's going to be. It's going to be great. It's going to be the. the that's going to be like the, That's going to be like the highlight. You know, being able to go to Miller Park, being able to broadcast from Miller Park. I'm I'm um, kind of pretty sure by that time before that hope, game even comes, we're going to probably be fired from the one that we have. So we probably you know, we probably don't got much to look for there. But it's always good to have a goal. There there is there is you know. You no. Know. 
But anyways, uh, I just would like to let everyone know, uh, please come out and uh, support uh, your local uh, single-A affiliate of the Oakland A's, uh, the Boyd Snappers. It's just a good time, and I'll tell you what, for the price of it, you know, you can't beat going to a minor league uh, game. I mean, you know, the major league is fun, but when you're talking about the cost and the the expense and then the hassle of the parking and everything else, you can't beat uh, you know, kind of the homegrown flavor of a uh, nice uh, uh, night of baseball. Um, yep. Irish Brad, uh, um, you now we're called the Blade Snappers here out in your neck of the woods. They're called the what? Uh, scrappers. Yeah, we have the uh, it's a half season single A team for the Indians. It's the uh, Mahoning Valley Scrappers, which is a, a cool time. You know, it sounds like a, about the same exact deal. And, and uh, I just want to say congratulations, to you guys. You, you you're going to do a great job, and I I, I I can't wait to hear all about it, and I hope this summer I can take a road trip out there and maybe see you guys do a game. It'll be a good time. Yeah, um, I, I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's a great opportunity. What I like about uh, going out there, I, I got to see the Scrappers play out there. I kind of liked it where they had, like, a promotion, I, I like whatever in the fourth inning. If so-and-so strikes out the side, uh, it's you get your first five wings at BW3. So, so my brother Paul and I are out there after the game, and we didn't give a crap about the wings. We just wanted to... Uh, you know, assault our liver a little bit, and then half the team shows up out there, and it's just it's just a good time. It's just it's it's it's, it's a local thing, and uh, yeah, it, minor league baseball is great. I mean, we met a lot of people um, at our hot stove dinner that we did for the Beloit uh, Snappers um, at the Clip Center in Beloit uh, about a m- couple months ago. That I mean, all they do is travel around the country. Yeah. Some of these some of these uh, couples that we've seen, and they just go to the minor league. They they just they still like that almost romantic view of baseball and it's purity kind of like that bold durham type thing you know what i mean irish brad yeah definitely you know with the the signs on the outfield wall and the you know hit this sign and win a free stake type things it's exactly like like it's just like you see in the the movie bull durham and that's that's kind of the feeling you get when you go there you see the guys dancing on the back of the the dugouts and things like that it's it's a good time (laughs) And and I'm going to be doing, you know, the, the ballparks are going to be doing a lot of 50-50 raffles, which is fun, too. And we're going to have our own 50-50 raffle. Um, it's cause There's going to be a 50% chance that you get your ass kicked if you come up to my booth and bother me when I'm calling a game. That's going to be our 50-50 raffle. Hey, uh, now, Brad. Is that for me, for me personally? or? Yeah, yeah. Brad, real quick, uh, I think you need yeah. to schedule your trip to uh, visit your relatives in Iowa in the Miller Park week because, you know, we'll need an extra person on our production team for that game. Yeah, I, I think I can pull that trip off. Sounds good. Well, we're going to wrap up the show, kind of a short uh, show uh, tonight. Uh, we had a few topics that we uh, went over. We're, we're excited about how the show was. Uh, we always like feedback from our uh, listeners. If you have any bad feedback, though, keep it to yourself. <laughs> I I never talk this much, but I, I just want to one more time remind everybody, this is it for Blog Talk. We want to keep you. Follow us, www.jamesvillecommunityradio.com. Also, Wisconsin Sports Report on Facebook, Irish Brad on Facebook. There's plenty of ways to find out where we're going to be. We'll have that information Monday evening or early Tuesday. We want to keep you all. And I just want to remind you, we will be on this coming Saturday again. So we'll see you then. And that's the facts of life, people. That is the facts of life. So, I want to say for Mrs. Garrett and the gang, thank you for listening to the Wisconsin Sports Report, 103.5 FM WADR.
Wisconsin Sports Report with the Herb 103.5 FM. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.